From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 590. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and ShipStation. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. This show is brought to you by me and you as well, Mike. Hi, how are you? Dad, you know what, Brad? That's so true. It's also brought mm-hmm. to you by the Relay FM CMS and mm-hmm. Libsyn. Uh, what else? <laughs> brought uh, to you via Zoom, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Overcast, Zoom, mm, Audio Hijack, Logic, MacBook Air. It's like a it's Google, a real Google Drive. Family Google Drive. Google Drive is involved. Safari, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Sure. Uh, Tascam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tascam. Mm, sound yeah. devices, USB pre two, mm-hmm. and uh, the. Rotofaden Taschenbegleiter. And... <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my life notebook. Uh-huh. Um, my um, oh my G uh, Herbal uh, blotting paper. Uh, the zodiac pens, Aries with papier plume, oyster ink, um, and you chat you. <laughs> uh, actually, none of those. Like most of those things. Like so at least I say Rotofaden Taschenbegleiter. I just saw somebody mm-hmm. talk about that the other day, mm-hmm. and it's just the brain mm-hmm. it's just been stuck in my head for a long time, and it is maybe a 400-episode-ago callback. So <laughs> shout out to the OGs. Yes. show is brought mm-hmm. to you by the OGs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, this is a, this is a show, Mike. We, we have one for you today. It has started off uh, rip-roaringly amazing. And uh, we are in a mood, but I want to, uh, I don't want to bring us down, Mike. I actually want to prop us up and oh, talk about shit. your new Sidekick Notepad oh. website. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I've been working with our wonderful, incredibly talented designer, David Daly of Yokyoto Design. And I've worked with David on a bunch of projects, especially for Cortex Brand, but he's also worked on some Relay FM stuff as well over the last couple of years. And we've been putting together uh, a new website for the Sidekick Notepad. It's at sidekicknotepad.com. I also bought sidekicknotepad.com because, you know, People are going to people, so you can go to whichever mm-hmm. way you think I said that. You can go mm-hmm. there. Um, we have tons of beautiful imagery, uh, most of it provided by one of my favorite keyboard creators. His name is Alex Otos. Um, this was a, I think, genius idea that I had early on in the Sidekick's life where I realized that keyboard content creators would be great for photography for this product, and I was correct. Yeah. They are. Um, yeah, and it's... We're doing our best at trying to show what the product is. And I want to talk about, if you would indulge me for a moment, Brad, uh, two sure. things that I really love about this website. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love some of the animations that David made. So like the perfect mm-hmm. for daily notes, perfect for meetings segment where a page is ripped away and it's left of another page underneath. I think that's really fun. Fresh. And Pretty it's fresh. nice and different, which I like. But also what we call the bento area. Which oh, is, okay. Maybe that's the area that I'm liking so much. Yeah, which is all of the different features that yeah. the Sidekick Notepad has. And each of these bentos has an original animation, which if you're on a Mac or a PC, you hover over them. If you're on a, a phone, you can tap them and they do these little animations. But it's, I think, uh, I, I, this this type of design is is all over the place these days. It's what is known as bento. Um, Apple uses this a lot. A lot of tech companies use it a lot. And uh, David was like, I know you're going to like this. And he was right. And uh, I think it's a really great way, I think, of showing 
the care that goes into making a product like this because every single one of these boxes is at least uh, is a decision I had to make um, mm. when it came to putting the Psychic Notepad together. Um, and we've got a lot of imagery, a lot of specs, and also a lovely little testimonial section as well from people that have mm. used the product. I'm very proud of it, and I hope that you'll check it out. Uh, you don't have to buy. I would like it if you bought one, but I just mm. want you to go look at the website because uh, yeah. I think it's really cute and nice and fun. Yeah, the decision I made was to click all the bentos and turn all the borders blue at the same time. So fidget. So that's so fidget game too. That's what you're that looking for. You, know? <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. No, um, that was the part that stood out to me when I was looking at the page. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Love it. And got all the dimensions and all that stuff, and so all the deets. Uh, who makes it, all that fun stuff. So good times, nice. good times. Good times. Well, congratulations and Thank well you. done. You know who ne- You know who needs a website like this, Mike? <laughs> or what product specifically needs a website like this is the Uni Kurotoga Dive. Okay. Like this is, this is, this is a new OG, right? Can you be a new OG? Is this a nog? Would it be is like a new G? New G? A new yeah. G. I don't know. So this is a new recurring theme on the podcast, the Uni Kurotoga Dive. Um, it's gotten me in trouble. It's gotten me... Um, lauded you got, I guess you got called down to, to, to answer for yourself at, uh, at uni hq to the office yeah uh Brad Dowdy, please report to the principal office so this has been a big part of my life the uni kuratoga dive because i love the product right i want it to exist right it's it's a uh, it's one of those interesting things and I don't know if we can find a, an, an original show note so I don't have to read uh, a link to the show where I described what the Kurotoga dive is for. I, I don't want to go through all that again, but it's a very complex, complicated 50 something dollar mechanical pencil that uni made. And it, it could use a, it could use a bento layout to describe all the pieces and parts and why it's $50 and things like that. So the short history of this pencil is that is it has been tough to get right that has been hard to access for everyday consumers you can't just go to a website and buy this generally speaking right it's short production runs i don't know if that's on purpose or how uni planned to do this whole thing so they've had two releases now they've released a blue model which was the original then they came out with a green and orange model um, later the same year, I think, and those were barely accessible at all. And now, Mike, um, across my Instagram comes the Uni Kurotoga Dive. I'm calling it Purple Iridescent, and all I can think when seeing this is, boy, this is going to be a problem. Yep. <laughs> if past history indicates how Uni has handled this product lineup, this is going to be nothing but a problem. So when the first... Kurotoga Dive launched. I had luckily had a friend in Japan grab me one at regular retail price, which was around $55. Yep. They instantly sold out and went for over $200 on secondary markets. This is the coolest one yet, right? It's not just purple. It has an iridescent finish. So I, I copied the translation here, which is always fun. So from uh, Uni, uh, what's, what's this handle? Uni Mitsubishi Pencil on Instagram. This time, we imagined the aurora and did a new butterfly expression that changes color depending on the angle you see. Writing with the theme of writing. (laughs) That's the best part. The automatic output function magazine's Kurotoga Dive. Here's a go-to item for when you want to focus with your brain. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> um, a, a, a lot to take in there, but basically we're getting an, a, a purple iridescent Kurotoga dive, and it's going to be nothing but an issue. <laughs> like That's all I have to say. If they don't make 10 times as many of this model as they've made for all the other models combined, this is going to be instantly two hundred dollars. It doesn't matter, again. and and I hate it. Doesn't that. matter, Brad. I, I, it, it doesn't matter mad. how many of these they've they've made. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like there's too much hype now, um, mm-hmm. and so it's going to sell out because yeah, that this this product will feature all of the people that like the look of this. It will feature mm-hmm. all of the people that want one of these, and it will feature all of the people that want a second one. And yeah. that is more people than they've made models for. I guarantee it. Just... Because if they were able to truly, truly like produce this at a high level, then the product would be in stock. You know what I mean? Like true. The the base version, yeah. say like the blue one, the original. Yeah. So there's so no way did... they made enough of these, but there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. So I just did the the yen conversion currently, so it's uh, fifty five hundred Japanese yen. It's actually about thirty seven US dollars, which okay. is yeah like it's it's super cheap but like i don't know who's going to be able to get this and that just that bugs me a little bit so we'll see but it's just it's just the way it goes i know it's just cool i I want people to have this pencil if they want it and people are not being able to get it and it bugs me you know so anyway this one's cool like i don't i don't need another one like this is the the kurotoga dive is not a collection i need to um dive into if you will yeah but uh like i have my one i'm fine but like i just want to see other people get it if they want it and this one looks pretty like it's gonna be pretty cool can and you remind me can't wait to see is there anything different in the function of the pencil <sighs> there's a few things so basically they took all of their different i don't know technical aspects from the kurotoga yep from the one that adjusts whatever mechanism they have that that uh, that auto advances the lead when you put the tip on the page yep. and com- smash it all into one into one pencil and then then put a cap on it and just an interesting retractable mechanism and lots of little bells and whistles so yes it's got the same kurotoga mechanism but the pipe is also adjustable and it also will auto advance your lead when you open the pencil and cap the pencil. I don't know. It's can it, you fully there's a retract lot going onto it. the pipe in this? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. No, it's only like a little. Because I I thought that I heard you say that you could do that, and I was like, well, that wouldn't make any sense. Why did they do the cap? <laughs> but no, okay, that makes more sense. Right. To me. <laughs> but the pipe will also also acts as like an indicator for when the lead needs to be advanced like you can push it just a little bit right you have that little that little softness in the in the tip of the 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 pipe that will extend the lead as you go so it's kind of got all all of their toys in into one basket here yeah i would like to have one one day just for the sake of it but it's just kind of one of those things where i'll get one in like two years yeah, yeah, it's you know. it's great to have one. Like, I'm super happy with it. I never use it. Like, and I I, like I feel like you know, Uni has been around for long enough that I would expect that they understand what's going on here. And you know, just like from a, a little bit of like ex- shared, like just like ex- personal experience, I suppose. Mm-hmm. If you have a product that's like getting a lot of hype, mm-hmm. the natural thing that a lot of people do is like heavily stock the product. Like you really over order. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is the hype will go. 
and then you're left with too much stock. And so, yeah. like, I, I, my feeling is they are di- they are trying to manage. I would expect they are trying to do a bit of management in that way. Like, they could significantly overorder, but if they overorder too much, then they're yeah. going to have too much, and the hype's gone away, and then they're just sitting on like way too much stock. I don't know. The only positive I can think of related to that is we haven't had a mention of a new one for months so hopefully they've built inventory correctly during this time i'm expecting that they're just trying to just just play it a bit chill right yeah like build the inventory but like don't order a million of them right so like if this makes it into their online retail space like their uh, their retail customers which this really didn't last year um then you'll know that they've done an okay job yeah like it didn't even get that far last year because they were just poof gone so all right so the kurotoga could be a hot gift item yep for this holiday season and if you can get it so maybe i'll put that on my gift guide list when i talk to (laughs) anna next week (laughs) so i wanted to remind everyone to get your gift guide questions in i'm recording that episode on monday it's not going to release until the 29th of this month Mm -hmm. but we're recording it um you know like five six days from now so get your gift guide questions in we've got several in already so how can people send us those questions mike for anna and i to answer it's very simple. Just go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can send in a gift guide question there. There's even a little checkbox, like a little uh, from a, a drop down. You can select gift guide. Just type in your question, your name if you want to, your email if you want to. That's up to you. And just leave Brad and Anna a question about a gift for you, how to ask for gifts from others, or gift ideas for somebody in your life who loves stationery. Yep. So I have been building my list of questions for uh, Anna and I to to discuss, and we would love to have your input as well. So uh, yeah, send those in, and I always look forward to recording this. So we'll be doing that soon. I'm very excited to hear it, as always. It's a great mm-hmm. episode. All right, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. With Squarespace, you can very easily sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. You'll know exactly what you need to grow your business with their analytics platform. You can learn where your site visitors are coming from, where your sales are originating from, and you can analyze which channels are most effective for you. This allows you to improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Maybe you don't want to store all. Maybe you maybe want to store later on. Maybe you just want to set up a blog. It's very easy to do that. Squarespace have everything that you need there. Like, for example, they have a thing called the Asset Library now, so you can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place, so you don't need to go scratch or digging to find that right image. You can manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the entire Squarespace platform. Squarespace have been around forever. They do the business. They know what's going on. They can help you out. I have had so many Squarespace sites over my career and still do. Brad does too. They really are like the best in the biz. And, you know, we're getting ready to go into 2024 soon, right? Mm -hmm. Which is Real AFM's 10-year anniversary. Also 10 years of uninterrupted uh support from squarespace so amazing 
they're the best. We love them and we want you to go check them out. If you are starting a web project of your own or someone in your life is, maybe someone at your office, maybe a site for the business that you're working for, just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One last time, squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, shout out of the week, Mike. Shout out of the week. We have Inky Rocks. So I have followed Alessa for a long time on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I did not realize that they also have a YouTube channel. So um, y'all may know uh, Alessa on Instagram, Inky.rocks. Also, uh, frequent appearances on the Tokyo Inklings podcast. But recently, uh, she just did a video upon return from the Tokyo Pen Show. So I'll put a link to, in the show notes to uh for everyone to go watch that and uh can go give the inky rocks channel on youtube a follow like i have because i did not know it was there and uh go check out their instagram as well it's it's uh this is definitely a hide your wallets type of feed (laughs) always has been always will be and i really really appreciate it uh that much because it's it's some really cool stuff on there so she does a great job so there you go all right um Kind of related to an upcoming sponsor on this okay. show, uh, in this episode, I was browsing around our our good friends over at the Pen Chalet, and I stumbled across a pen that I had not seen before, but is apparently not new, and it really caught my eye. And this is more of a conversation of me reaching out to the community, wondering if anyone has an St. Dupont Defi Defi Millennium fountain pen so they came out with this model previously with color barrels which maybe kind of crossed my eyes like last year or something like that i don't even remember exactly when but there's like an orange barrel a red barrel i think there's like blues and greens and like it's fine it's st dupont and like it looks cool and silver but now they came out with this all black stealth one and that's the one that caught my eye and i'm not you know, I'm not like fully stealth, like all the things, but the way this pen is shaped, like it really be- stood out to me. I think the black one is the best looking of all of the ones here. Like I think yeah, it, so it that's, works a lot better. So that's what actually made me finally stop and look at this, right? Because I've never gone past of, oh, that looks nice <laughs> and, you know, just moved on. So I got into this link a little bit and, you know, just seeing the original stealth shape and color and i was like oh this is cool let me look at this a little bit more then you know, i scrolled down a little bit and have you seen the front end of this pen mike it is mm-hmm. the most hooded nib i've seen since a parker 51 right it is a yep. very very you only see almost like the edge of the tines and a little bit of tipping yeah, a hooded nib basically in in this scenario the the body of the like the grip like the, the you know the, i guess it's it could be plastic or yeah, metal i don't know mm-hmm. uh extends all the way basically to the very end of the fountain pen nib so like mm-hmm. the nib itself like you're really only just seeing the very end part where the the line is drawn yeah which is cool like i i like that this idea. looks like a I don't, falcon to me. That's like the, <laughs> the profile I get here. 
Yeah, it's that in combination with the barrel shape and then in combination with the all-black color that stood out to me more than the previous releases of this. So I really don't have much more to say other than I'm kind of curious if anyone has these because I think kind of the big hang-up here is it's SD DuPont, so that equals cash money. So this is $360. I don't understand SD DuPont. Can you explain them to me? Like I, I, This is I, a brand that I'm not very familiar with. It's just like almost a strictly luxury brand. Like, oh, this take- is. I'm lo- I'm looking at their page on Penchalet right now. Mm-hmm. This is like a uh, for the executive in your life. Yeah. yeah, this this is this is their starter pin price point, right? Like this is, you know, it's on up from here. So what ST DuPont, what we've talked about in the past is when they've had like the X-Wing fighter pin and stuff like that. So they've done some really, yeah, I don't know if you remember that one. So where you have like the whole display and the X-Wing fighter. Wow, I just found the most American (laughs) pen of all time. (laughs) I've seen that one. The ST DuPont Declaration of Independence pen. Yeah. This thing... This thing is <laughs> is is screaming at me through my, through my computer. <laughs> so they have they have a lot of pins. Like that's their thing. They're like if Montegrappa only sold their high end pins, right, and didn't right. have like the more standard traditional pins. That's what I think of when I think of St. Dupont. But this is a more, you know, uh, lower entry point for them as a brand, right? It's all relative, and I'm like halfway compelled. Like I don't want to buy this or to test it out but i am just interested if anyone has tried like one of the previous versions i'm assuming they make um, their own nibs i you know what i have no clue i've never owned an st dupont i have no clue how how they go through this you would think pen nibs look like it okay like they've got stamping and a design work which looks kind of it looks unique in a way right like Mm -hmm. or somebody Mm -hmm. is white labeling for them but Gotcha. I would like to so, believe that uh, a pen brand whose typical starting price is like four figures is making their own nibs. Yeah, like that's the that's like the baseline. That's the yeah. normal the normal St. Dupont price range. Like that's where it starts. Yeah. So St. Dupont has a 145 year legacy of creating exceptional products for exceptional people. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. So anyway, um, so it's St. Dupont. St. Dupont. St. Dupont. So. They look cool. They look cool. It's just like it's uh, there is a barrier to entry <laughs> in the pocketbook to these pens. So this has been the first one that's been kind of compelling to me. And it's still like crazy expensive for what it is. But I don't know. I am curious. So if you own uh, not just any ST DuPont, this this particular one, like I'm sure all the ST DuPonts, like if you have like one of the nice expensive ones, I'm sure it's great. But like this one's weird, and which is right up my well, alley, so right? I like I the weird stuff. I actually have an extra thing for you here, which is weird. So ST DuPont mm-hmm. also make a lot of lighters. Yes. And That's what I knew them for originally. They have one lighter called the ST DuPont Defy Double X Dream. Mm. And so I think it's of the same range as these pens because they're called DeFi, D-E-F-I, right? Oh, D. Mm, sure, and it sure, also sure. looks visibly incredibly different to the rest of the product <laughs> line where the rest uh, of the product line is is like all gold and silver, that kind of thing. But interesting. this one is like very EDC. It's got a lot, okay. of, got a lot of ridges and grips <laughs> on the side of it, you know? I just found the Declaration of Independence lighter mic. No way! Where is it? Yeah. Oh, come on, baby! It's two thousand dollars. Whoa! It's more expensive than the pen. What? I could buy the like a copy of the Declaration of Independence for that. I think. Whoa! 
Can you imagine, Brad? Now, I'm not suggesting yeah. anybody does this, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying, can you imagine someone like buying this and then burning the Declaration of Independence with it? Whoa. You well, know? We're going to get emails. It's like emails this now. light as the Declaration of Independence now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like takes the soul of the, the paperwork and like puts it inside the lighter and it's ready to go. Well, then it could be, then they could, so S.T. DuPont needs to buy a copy of the Declaration of Independence, use one of their lighters to burn it, and then make a pen from the ashes of the Declaration yes. of Independence. Come on, you know what I mean? We got to bring this full circle here. That's how you do it. You know what I'm and saying? And sells it for like a million dollars. Brad, uh, can I, I feel like, I haven't done this, but can I, can I just read the description for the Declaration <laughs> of Independence pen? Okay. Yeah. Go. Like I haven't read it. I don't know what I'm gonna get here, but like I'm excited <laughs> about it. I'm gonna jump okay. forward a little and, bit, maybe. Just, just for the record, this is a French company, <laughs> so I'm a little bit confused. That uh, is from a the very, jump. very good point. So <laughs> let's go to the top. Celebrate the aspirations of America. Well, that feels like a bit of a slight. With the S2 Dupont <laughs> Declaration of Independence Limited Edition Rollerball. I'm on the rollerball for some reason. The okay. U.S. exclusive. No joke. Really? It's a new. <laughs> you're not selling this one in Paris, S2 Dupont. <laughs> is a limited edition to 176 pieces. That's not a lot. Proudly mm-hmm. exhibit the colors of old glory in a combination of solid brass, natural lacquer, and a palladium trim with the S2 DuPont Declaration of Independence limited edition fountain pen. Hmm. Hmm. This pen's bright blue lacquer pen body is paired with a red cap with intricate goldsmith engraved stars offering a brilliant contrast. The pen's vibrant Blue lacquer is layered over engraved guilloche, creating a final look similar to the traditional patriotic bunting used by many Americans mm. to decorate their homes for Fourth of July. I will say, by the way, I actually think this is a very good-looking pen. <laughs> like the, the, I, the blue, the so the barrel's great. The I, barrel I, is the, the cap is not for me. Yeah, yeah, me either. But like that barrel, like sells the barrel's it. great. Because mm-hmm. I will say, I will say, I'm not done with this yet. <laughs> I will say, for a product. Like this, mm-hmm. I think it is nice looking. Because yes. products like this tend to go a bit too hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have been pretty reserved. Yeah, you could make like the, this is like $1,600. You could make the $5,000 edition of this and yeah. it would be pretty If intense. Montegrappa made this, the pen would mm-hmm. be shaped as a flag. <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. It would, <laughs> or like you would. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you'd start writing and, and confetti would start pouring out the back of the pen. You, know? That's <laughs> you can actually, happen. you can actually use this pen. This That's a feature. Usable. A reminder of the power of a collective vision of human democracy. The colors mm. of the U.S. flag serve as a beacon of strength to the world. With the limited edition Declaration of Independence rollable pen, S. T. Dupont showcases the young nation's vision and accomplishments in creating a government by the people for the people. S. T. Dupont's homage to the emblem is even more poignant as France stepped in to support the new American <laughs> nation during the American Revolution. Now that's interesting. There we go. There we go. We found it. We brought it, it home. We, we brought we it home. We found it, baby. <laughs> they just like oh, knife in the side. Thanks to us. The French, you're free. <laughs> this is giving me so much, yeah. you know. This, this is the Ugh. true freedom prize right here. <laughs> Proudly display your patriotism in our in your pen collection. Westy Dupont's Declaration of Independence limited edition rollerball. Patriots and collectors alike can also consider the lighter. Oh, that gave me so much more than I was hoping for. Man. You know. That was that was amazing. Don't forget that us. Was amazing. 
<laughs> we help too. <laughs> Incredible. Freedom you know what? Fries. ST DuPont, hats off to you, you know? Hats off. Yeah. Hats off to you, ST DuPont. Well done. You did a, well you're done. doing a good job. You're doing a good job. <laughs> all right, you can check out all of these products over at yeah, that, our next one. That was not the ad. <laughs> no, Pen Chalet. Pen Chalet have ST DuPont pens, but they also have pens from all of your other favorite brands because I'm sure ST DuPont is a new favorite brand of listeners mm-hmm. to this show. You can Maybe get I can get Ron to send me one of the, one of the DeFi's. Well, I we can try. Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Sailor, Caveco, and many, 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 many more. They're an authorized dealer of all of them, and they have all of the products you're looking for, whether you want a new rollerball, a new fountain pen, a ballpoint pen, mechanical pencil. Maybe you need some refills, a carrying case, some converters, just some fun accessories. They got it all. Penchalet is running special discounts every couple of weeks. You'll find new products, you'll find closeout specials, and they're always adding new styles of pens. So you can always go back and find something new. I think back over the years, just how much uh, Pen Chalet's catalog has grown. That is, I'm sure, part, in part due to the support of people like you who listen to the show and go and support this great company. Free shipping on orders of over $75 if you're in the US, but they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet believe in fast and reliable customer service, and they have low prices and high-quality pens and offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PANADDICT for this week's special offer, and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time over at Penchalet, what is there, Brad? What is in the special offer area for listeners of this show? Please tell me. We're gonna we're gonna keep it in America from the jump, but I'm yeah, not gonna baby. let you. Com- I'm not gonna let you completely off the hook. Here. Oh, so say the Conklin, can you see? You know? <laughs> the Conklin All American Demo Special Edition. They're a really great price, um, way more than half off, and they have a clear demonstrator, blue demonstrator, orange demonstrator, and a rose gold trim demonstrator, which all look very very cool. Um, but further down, Mike. Well, they have the Visconti Demo Stones, which are an awesome orange pen. I really, really like that one. They had orange. Uh, I don't know if they have purple. So orange, green, and red are the ones left. So this is a really great price for the Visconti Homo Sapiens. But Mike, I have to talk about the Paniter Limited Edition Queen Mary fountain pen. So here we have the Italian brand making the British pen. So the Paniter <laughs> Limited Edition Queen Mary fountain pen's somewhat vintage taste is considered contemporary to the golden age of the fountain pen when traveling and writing were synonymous with the time i would just say brad this is based Mm -hmm. on a boat not a bus (laughs) yeah well yeah still it's still a british boat (laughs) okay (laughs) paniter's queen mary pen is layered in resin in red white and blue commemorates the queen mary's 30 years of service navigating transatlantic routes this thing has three portholes in it not just one porthole so uh this is this is pretty uh this is pretty amazing so yeah go check this out because the price is is kind of a knockout it's real it's a real uh it's a real declaration of independence uh style pen so yeah i have not seen this before and it is wild Mm -hmm. it is wild as all penider pens are so go check out all the awesome specials over at penchalet B-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT. You will be able to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet as well as seeing this week's special offers. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. I think I've made a real mistake this week trying okay. to cover a moderately serious topic next. Okay. <laughs> Even though it's, it, I mean, it's by no means serious, but I, I wrote a review earlier this week 
on the Mike's Pen Fund, not named after you, named after uh, my other Mike friend, Mike Green. Um, Wicked Wisteria, which is this wild pink uh, acrylic fountain pen that I reviewed on Monday. That's the material in Mike. Is a pen maker that turned this pen and was uh, selling his pens online, sells them at pen shows. I bought mine at the Chicago Pen Show. So the question came up when I was reviewing this pen. And when I, as a reviewer, think about maker pens, there is honestly not a lot to say, right? The we I get a lot more value from something like Caroline's interviews, Meet Your Maker interviews, which we can do a link to that, where we hear the story of the makers, how they got into making the pens, you know, why they do the things they do, why they make the designs they make. But then when it gets down to me having a pen to review, you know, it's an acrylic turn barrel with a steel nib nine times out of 10. And there's only so many things you can say about it. So I got to thinking that I wanted to review this pen and I'm, uh, I've reviewed makers pens pretty frequently. How do I choose a maker's pen for me? And I thought that was a good way to bridge kind of the gap of like a product review when this is a very like specific item to an individual customer and buying a pen from an individual maker. So Mike's pen that I bought kind of checked all the boxes for me Mm. and... I thought that would be good to talk about what those boxes actually are when I'm out here shopping and checking out all kinds of makers because we're having like we're in like another uh, makers renaissance here, right? Where we're just having a lot of people making a lot of pens. Kind of came out of like the the pandemic times where people were getting into new hobbies that they could do at home, and a lot of people were making pens. A lot of people were making materials. Some people were making hardware for these pens. All kinds of different things. So in the end result, now we have a lot of people with a lot of pens for sale. And a lot of us see them online on Instagram, on pen sh- at pen shows, you know, through various stores, things like that. So what do I look for when I'm walking up to a table that I have no idea about the person, the maker, the products, anything like that? What do I like? in these pens that I see. And you see, you've seen pictures, you know, these, you walk up to a table, it's just a rainbow full of pens, right? All kinds of materials. Some of them with a lot of different shapes, some of them with a singular shape. So Mike's uh, were generally a single general shape, you know, just kind of like a standard straight sided rounded in pen. So when I look at this, I look at a lot of the craftsmanship. A lot of craftsmanship um, specific things. So if I'm looking at a polished pen, so when you're looking at these acrylic pens, there's kind of two general different feels to the pen. You have the glossy, shiny look. That's a polished pen, right? When the pen is done being made, there's different buffing that the maker can do to kind of polish up and make them a glossy finish. Or conversely, you can have a matte finish. You can take the same material and finish it a little bit rougher is not the right word, but it is a more texture based feel, right? It doesn't have the shine or the gloss. It doesn't, um, it doesn't reflect the light off of it. It just kind of absorbs the light off of it. It's two different feels and both of them are great, right? There, I have pens that are glossy. I have pens that are matte. I like them both, but Mm -hmm. when you're buying one or the other, what do I look for? So if I am buying a glossy pen, I want to see this finish on this pen to be consistent, 
right? And I think that's one of the things that I look for. So you can get, and I've seen it before, you can get an uneven polish, right? Where some areas aren't as glossy or as shiny as the others. And like this example of this pen, like it's just perfectly done from tip to tail. Like it's, it's really glossy, really finished very well. I also look at the threads on the pen. Like do, you know, threading is not an easy thing to make for manufacturers, right? So do, are the threads smooth? Does everything work as intended, right? And I'm not just talking about the cap. I'll always, I'm not talking about the cap threads. I'm The barrel threads are just as important, right? So you unscrew the internal of the barrel as well. Like I'm taking apart this pen while I'm sitting here shopping for the pen in front of, you know, these makers. Like I'm kind of disassembling it, if you will. And I want to see how that works, right? Because, you know, you want to make sure that the internals are as good as the externals, right? All the way through, because that's going to help with the longevity of your pen, right? If you have wonky threads or, you know, something's a little bit off kilter, like you're just going to have a, a an annoyance later, if not a problem. So, and, you know, does the barrel like thread on seamlessly, right? Is the cap seam and the barrel seam flush all the way around? Like, is that even like, is, is it mm. uh, off center a little bit, which you'll sometimes see when people are just starting, you know, you could have a little bit of an off center feel to that. So that's one of the things. And then on the personal front, I want to know what the fit and feel of the pen is like in my hand, right? So is it heavy? Is it light? Is it well balanced? Does the grip section fit my fingers? Like, is it concave or straight? Like, it doesn't matter what it is, but does it fit, right? I have concave pens. I have straight grip pens and all of the above. And does it fit? Does it work? Do I have enough clearance from my fingers and the threads for the cap, if that's the way the pen is designed? Do I have enough clearance from the edge of the barrel where the cap seals, right? Is there a big step down there that gets in the way of my fingers? Is it sharp? Is it rounded? So there's a lot of little things that you can think about when you're stepping up to a maker's table um, to to check out what, what they're offering. And um, like I didn't even define what a maker is in the beginning because it's almost impossible, right? Like you make notebooks, like I make metal pens, right? They're all different, different types of definitions. So, but I think generally, if you've been to a pen show or looked at pens online, generally small individual one or two person shops, a lot of uh, handmade stuff, hand turned stuff, or design stuff, design and manufactured stuff. Um, You know, there's a lot of different classifications of makers. But for this purpose, I'm definitely talking about like, the fountain pen makers all the way from like an Edison pens to a Sean Newton to a smaller maker who's just kind of doing this as a hobby like uh, Mike at Mike's Pen Fun. So that's kind of my little description of what I look for when I pick up a pen from someone who's making the pen themselves. They don't have to make the material like Mike gets the material rods from other makers like this particular material was from Divine Pens Plus. Some people, like Jonathan Brooks at Carolina Penco, makes his own materials, right? Mm-hmm. So he'll make the materials and turn the pens, right? So there's lots of different ways you can go about looking at this. So it's a big, confusing, kind of complex world, but it boils down to when you're doing this and shopping for a pen like this um, at a pen show, you need to figure out what suits your style, right? What I What's important to me may not be important to you, right? Like the the weight or the balance or the size or the the length or the shape of the grip section 
you, myself, and you know whoever's listening could have completely opposite taste. You just need to know what you're looking for when you go up to a maker, and then figure out do these things work for you. Um, and in the end, you know, I ended up with a really, really great pen from Mike, and it's it's one that I enjoy and one I kind of can't put down, even though this is a very simple pen, right? It is not complex, and that's good. Like I, I like this that it shows off the material right and that's kind of what this is made for so anyway i just wanted to point out a few of those things i definitely you know if y'all have questions about that i'm always glad to answer you know your thoughts like every every maker does things a little bit different and you end up finding out like what works for you Uh, the more you look at these things the more questions you ask but that's one good thing about makers even if you can't get to a pen show, even online, they want to talk about their pens, right? Because they're very passionate about these things. So don't hesitate to ask questions on, if you see them on Instagram or on their websites and their contact forms, things like that. And especially in person as you're uh, checking out all of the wares. So there you go. That uh, I thought I would uh, bring that up a little bit when I uh, did this review. And uh, I, I love this pen and I probably need to stop taking pictures of, uh, of it because people yell at me. It is a good looking pen. I mean, it is what, a- everything you described though, like is... The benefit of in-person pen shows because totally. you just can't do like seventy-five percent of these things online. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like holding it, feeling yep. the weight. Like, what was the pen that you mentioned recently that looked light, but when you received it, it was like incredibly heavy? Hmm. Do you remember? I think we talked about this last week. That like, there's a pen that like you picked you you pick it up and you're like, oh my god! Like you had no idea. You know what I'm talking like that. Kind oh of yeah, idea, yeah. The right? the the Auto Hoot design. That was three, it. Yeah, because right? it looks like it's just yeah. made of plastic and it's thin. Pen. Like it's a yeah. narrow pen, right? And you pick it up. It it's 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 a sizable weight pen, right? So yeah, that's that's something you can't even look at that and say, oh, it's X amount of grams when mm-hmm. you're looking at a website. That doesn't always uh, relate. And plus, there's a, a whole balance issue, right? Like, I, I'm very lucky to be able to go test out a lot of this stuff in person. And I, I just want to be able to communicate those things to people who aren't able to get out there and kind of explain all the difference, even though there's like slight differences and there's a lot of nuance and context involved um i want to be able to share like those thoughts and at least put those thoughts in people head people's heads as they're thinking about you know making a purchase mm-hmm. all right let's take a break final break of the episode and then we'll do some right. tpa to close out what do you think sounds great all right this episode is brought to you by ShipStation. when you're a business owner preparing for growth and change is one of the best things you can do to save time and headaches later on in the life of your business And right now, it's the calm before the holiday storm. But don't let that impending busyness stress you out because you can prepare your e-commerce business for the holiday rush now by using ShipStation. Whether you're shipping from your house or a warehouse, ShipStation can help increase your profitability. Save time automating your shipping and returns in the ShipStation dashboard and keep costs down with industry-leading carrier discounts while your holiday orders roll in. ShipStation makes it quick and easy to update crucial order information and reduce errors with effortless integrations everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You can also manage orders, print labels, compare rates, optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications. Simplify and automate your shipping no matter how big your business grows. ShipStation's enterprise solution reduces warehouse costs and improves overall profitability. 
and their robust automations and reporting make scaling easy. As your business grows, you can save thousands on shipping costs. Now, Brad, you use ShipStation, right? I have actually used uh, ShipStation in a warehouse and at a house. So I have uh, used ShipStation in many locations. I have used different levels of ShipStation, just like you were talking about. When we're shipping out hundreds hundreds of orders a week at, at Knock, you would, we would have one level. And then like when Knock shut down and I'm just shipping out the Panatic stuff at the house, I can adjust that on the fly to meet my um, uh, quantity needs for what I need uh, from ShipStation. So yeah, I've been using them. Gosh, this is this is the OG uh, ads podcast too, right? So mm-hmm. this is ShipStation and Squarespace I've both used for well over a decade each. So um, it's they've been uh, great partners, great um Great workflows, uh, really easy to use, and I wouldn't keep using these products if they did not work for me, like ShipStation. You could even get industry-leading discounted rates. That's up to 84% off from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation. Brad is one of those. 129,000 others. Uh, Brad. And 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. I I think I'm in for life. Indeed you are. Set your business up for holiday season success with ShipStation. Just go to ShipStation.com and use the code PENADDICT today, and you can sign up for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code PENADDICT. Our thanks to ShipStation for their support of this show and Relay FM. I think it's been a few weeks since we've hit these Ask TPA, so we might be a little bit behind on these, but we, 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 we always hold behind, them in there. Right? We're very, yeah, very we're... behind, but I brought some in. First one comes right. from Kathleen, who says, My father-in-law gave me his Mont Blanc Meisterstruck 149 that was given to him upon retirement from a job in the 80s. I was able to get the ink out through a several-day soak in a shot glass full of soapy water, but I wasn't able to unscrew the pen. There seems to be two places where you can unscrew it. The one towards the end will unscrew to a point, but the one by the nib is stuck, stuck, stuck. What should I do? So I'm a little bit confused, and I think I know what Kathleen's getting at. So this is, if it's 149, it's a piston filler. So I'm guessing that's the one towards the end is the piston mechanism. Yeah. And the one towards the front, or the one by the nib, is where the grip section in the barrel opens, right? Uh-huh. So I'm not sure that it actually should open there. I'm not like a Mont Blanc 149 professional, so I've added in a couple of links here including one of Mont Blanc's own own guides to where um they they discuss some of the assembly of their pins, but their 149 given that it's a piston filler, it's not going to open up from that front end, right? So you just have that piston opening in the back and you could maybe remove the nib itself, like the nib and the feet out from the front end of the pin, but it's probably doesn't have a separate unscrewable area. You're probably looking where the cap threads are and that does not unscrew, right? It's it's part of the piston filling mechanism like that. And those Mont Blancs, I don't believe it comes off. So I put a couple links in the show notes. There's one disassembly um, video that I found on YouTube. The 149 is probably the most popular fountain pen like ever made. Um, I mean, not by quantities, right? There's obviously, you know, Parker's and Estherbrook's back in the days, but just it's a well-known pen that there's a lot of content out there made about, including disassembly posts. So I would take a look at the video I linked and I'd take a look at the Mont Blanc page. But I don't think 
you're having, I don't think you're going to be able to unscrew anything else on the front end of that pin. I don't believe that's how those pins work. So you just need to look at removing the nib, which is a different thing from unscrewing the barrel in the front end. So that said, um, I would keep, uh, I would give it another good soaking and try again from there. And if you can get the water to run clean without unscrewing anything else through the piston cleaning through water um, and running it through there and soaking, you could probably use the pen. I would fill it up with water first to make sure it doesn't leak, right? Mm -hmm. So clean it out, get it so the water's running clear, then actually fill the piston mechanism and the pen with water and that and leave it for a couple of days and see if it leaks any and then after that then you're looking at some maintenance uh, but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there but yeah uh take a look at these links in the show notes and i don't think you're going to be able to unscrew the front end of that pen gary says i've been into pens and stationery for many years and have a small collection of fountain pens i'm thinking of going to my first pen show the leeds pen show here in the uk in early december be then that would be my first experience my question is, what should I expect and how should I get the best out of the show? I mean, one thing is that whole topic from earlier, right? Like that you'll mm-hmm. get to go and handle pens, right? So like just go and pick everything up. <laughs> like yeah. that is like one of the best things that you can do at a pen show. Just go and pick everything up because you don't otherwise get an opportunity to do that. What else would you recommend, Brad? So the UK pen shows are one day. Usually I haven't looked specifically at the mm-hmm. lead show. I'm assuming it's also a one day show. I would go there at the beginning, right? I would start like the early, I would get there before they open and get ready to go in when they start um, because it'll only get busier throughout the day. There'll be a yeah. crowd there in the beginning, but it'll continue to to rise throughout the day. So I would have an idea of kind of piggybacking on what Mike just said to have, like if you've been looking at a few pens online, say a pilot vanishing point, or a Leonardo Memento Zero. I would make a list of those pens you've always seen online but never had the chance to pick up and use or to hold to see how they fit and how they feel and make a point to walk around to different vendors to see if they have those pens and kind of get that experience of at least holding them, if not using them. Not every opportunity will you be able to use those pens, right? Like not every pen in those shows are inked up or available to Mm -hmm. test, but a lot of people will have those testers. So that's what I would look at. I would take it all in, right? I definitely always believe in taking, you know, a full lap of the show, just kind of going slow, taking it in, see the things that were on your list. And then after you've done that, then kind of make a plan if you want to make a purchase, whether it's even just ink or a notebook, or you want to look at that vanishing point again for the second time, or you found this vintage Parker 51 that you want to ask more questions about, right? You know, if you're into vintage, you know, you want to find out if the pen has been restored or not, right? To, To make sure it's going to be a good writer for you when you take it home. So that's what you want to do. I say go early, have a list of what you want to see, right? Not what you want to buy, but have a list of what you want to experience, right? Um, and, and check those out and then just go from there. And then you can just play it by ear and figure out what you want to do if you actually want to buy anything. So that's that's how I would do it. Take it slow, take it all in, have a list and uh, have fun. Perfect. Caroline says, I'm not a big user of rollerballs. And whenever I hear them spoken about, I'm confused by the tip sizing. You recently mentioned the Pilot G2 refill with a, quote, 0.7 millimeter fine point. 
0.7 millimeter is not fine in fountain pen tips, as far as I understand. Like a one millimeter stub nib exists, and that's a big deal. And I think the 0.5 millimeter preppy is considered a medium, right? A rollerball sized on a different scale than fountain pens. If so, why? I mean, rollerballs. A lot of them are sized differently with between rollerballs as well. So it's yeah. it's a complex. I can't give you a black and white answer to this question, but I can give you some general ideas, right? Because I could take, I could take like different like non fountain pens and comparatively speaking, what are you actually measuring, right? So let's start with the non fountain pen. So your traditional, say your Pilot G two pens. When you talk about a 0.7 millimeter, you're not talking about the line on the page. You're talking about the technical size of the opening of the nose cone that the ball sits in on these pens, right? So it's a measurement, not a line width. So when I have a 0.5 millimeter pen from Zebra and a 0.5 millimeter pen, both gel pens from Pilot, they could write differently depending on the paper you use, depending on the ink color, right? Sometimes the formulations are different. But the expectation is that that nose cone measurement where the ball resides is both five millimeters. You may not get a five millimeter line out of that. For example, if I take the same Zebra 0.5 millimeter gel ink pen and put it next to a 0.5 millimeter ballpoint pen, Uniball Jetstream, the way the Jetstream ink works, it's gonna be a much finer line out of that pen. So that's one part of the complexity here. Secondly, those that terminology does not cross over into fountain pens, fine, medium, extra fine. Those things do not cross over whatsoever. Even you could look at ballpoint pens as a great example. So what one company describes as a medium, say, Karen Dash has a medium ballpoint pen. That's probably a 1.0 millimeter. Uniball has a medium refill that could be 0.7 millimeters, right? So you just have to take that into context of each company, each brand. I know this is not simple. It's confusing and it's not easy to understand. Um, over into fountain pens, we now have regional issues. <laughs> um, similar, similarly to the different size gel and ballpoint refills that you could run across western nibs and a lot of european manufacturers fall into this category german nibs italian nibs french nibs they use one sizing um, general guideline for extra fine fine medium and broad and then in the eastern market the japanese brands a lot of them use a different sizing for extra fine fine medium and broad so what you have, if you take your Platinum Preppy medium nib and compare it to a Lamy medium nib, you're going to see a huge difference in these. So I wish I could give you just this crystal clear answer, but it's really just learning about the regional differences in fountain pen nibs, which company ascribes to which nib system, how individual nib nibs are going to differentiate between those companies how nib materials are going to change the line width even if they both are marked fine you could have a fine steel nib and a fine gold nib guess what they're probably going to write different line widths too so it is not a universal system that anyone uses so 
I probably made this worse for Caroline, I'm guessing. Mm. <laughs> so if you have specific questions, like I can answer all of these questions, but trying to describe this in general terms is almost impossible because no one uses one universal system that we can all go off of, right? There's no universal fountain pen tip size, unless you're getting into like Caroline mentioned, like a 1.0 millimeter. Yes, everyone is making a 1.0 millimeter stub at 1.0 millimeter across, right? That's that's fine. Those are those are universal. But some companies just make a stub nib. What size is that, right? And how mm-hmm. does that relate to a 1.0 millimeter? So it's an exceedingly complex answer that I cannot do much better than this, but I can answer every question specifically between one pen versus another gel pen versus ballpoint, all of these things. So it's, it's endless, endless information in this aspect. And I get the confusion um, that they have just understand in a basic level that standard pen sizing does not cross over to fountain pen sizing whatsoever. Michael writes in to say, I'm not sure if you've seen this already, Brad, but in case you haven't, they've opened a Books Kinokinuya location in Atlanta. There's a Chicago store that's a little closer uh, than Atlas Stationery for us suburbanites. My daughter and I like shopping there for cases, washi tape, and more. Did you know about this, Brad? I did. I I got uh, my messages blew up when they mm-hmm. opened this in Atlanta. I think it was over the summer, uh, so just a couple months ago, that they opened this Kino Kania. And I've been we you and I went to the one in New York. Um, awesome. When we yeah, huge. it's it's an amazing yeah huge. It's essentially a bookstore, right? And then usually in these other um, locations, like a lot of the locations, they'll have. Um, a whole stationary floor. Like the one mm-hmm. we went into was two levels, like the upstairs, like the street level was the bookstore. And then you go into the basement. It's like the magazine and gift shop. And it's not like a basement. It's like a gigantic place. So I need to get to Kino Kania. I need to make sure my budget's ready for that trip because it's such a great shop. They do a wonderful job with stationary curation at Kino Kania's uh, historically. So I will be anxious to get to the one in Atlanta and I will do that one day for sure. And Joe writes in to say, I'm getting married in April and I'm in search of a pen to sign the ketubah. I think I said that correctly. I apologize mm-hmm. if I didn't. This is a Jewish marriage contract. It is a piece of art that ultimately will be displayed. The paper is cold press, slightly textured, acid-free art paper and is recommended to use a, quote, micro pigment pen with archival ink. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a fountain pen is out since four of the five signatories don't regularly use them. Uh, <laughs> I imagine something like Sakura Pigma Micron would be a good choice, but I can't help but wonder, is there a nicer option for this special occasion? So we we have actually had like this similar question yep. before. Well, I mean, on... I, even I had one and I ended up giving mm-hmm. up because it just felt like too, too much complication yeah. and did whatever the registrar told me to do. Yeah, so when the recommendation is to use and this is this is Joe's quote, so he, he's getting this literally from from the recommendation. Micro pigment pen with archival ink. They're saying you should use a secure pigma micron. Is <laughs> okay. literally what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why Joe says I imagine the secure pigma micron is a good choice. That is literally the description of the secure pigma micron. So the question is, can I get a nice one? Um, so <sighs> short answer is no. <laughs> But they do make a sleeve for the Secure Pigment Micron. I've reviewed it on the blog, and Secura makes it. 
it can at least fancy up the exterior of the barrel. Um, I'll have to go. I'll have to go pull the link, or if I vamp long enough, Mike can maybe pull the Secure link. Secure my holder. Yeah, so they do a holder. It's about twenty dollars. This is hilarious a, that they make this yeah, product. They make a black one, a silver one, and a blue, dark blue one, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, and I, I have the silver one. It really, it just, it fancies up the barrel of the Secure Picker this Micron. This is the way to do it. Yeah, the Micron is one of the great pins of all time with one of the ugliest barrels ever. But they're so ingrained to people see that barrel and know exactly what that pin is because it's a legitimately good pin. So they made this sleeve to go over it and say, hey, look, it's not as ugly now. And um, that's an option. And it works, right? I have one. I, it sits on my desk. I have the silver one. Um, it's, it's really, really nice. Outside of that, if you wanted to experiment before you did this and do something a little bit weird you could buy one of the either like the euchre's type felt tip uh, refillable pens or a rollerball fountain pen pen like monteverde makes a tip that takes fountain pen ink and then use like your diatrementous document inks right your permanent inks i recommend um, not to do any of these things yeah like this, the Micron's the safe choice. The yeah, other one is something you would up. want to experiment with beforehand. Yeah, don't right? mess it up. You can st- the Micron's going to You can still keep work. the pen if it's important to you, right? Even if it's just a plastic Sakura Pigma Micron, like you can just like you could get keep you could it. get the barrel engraved. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, right? But I like mm-hmm. the I like that combo that you just said, right? Get the yeah holder and get the holder engraved. Job yeah. done. And get at least. An 05 tip micron. You want yep. a wider the tip, the better, right? They go down very, very small. 05 is like their medium tip. That's as fine as I would go. Yep. So that would don't, be my don't, recommendation don't, for that. Here's kind of like a rule for life for me. Just just try not to be that person, you know? Like, <laughs> well, breaking out the fountain pen. Difficult. Yeah. Breaking out the fountain pen would be. The, that person in this yes. case and like as much as joe wants to use it and much as i would love joe to use it yep. like just i would just go with this go with the micron get the sleeve for it and it's at least a little bit of a step up yep all the efficient wants to do or the registrar right they just mm-hmm. want to do their job you know yeah and then like you're yep. coming in with your pen messing it all up <laughs> right just like you know they just want to do the job Sometimes us stationary lovers have to stand down, right? Yeah, you gotta just, yeah, stand, down. stand down, Joe. Your poor partner—they got enough to think about. You're spilling mm-hmm. ink everywhere, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> great question. Love it. Great question. But you have an option, which is great. Yes. If you would like to send in a question for us to answer on a future show, you go to penaddictfeedback.com, penaddictfeedback.com, but you can also send your gift guide questions and suggestions there too for the gift guide episode. I would like to thank our sponsors for supporting this week's show, ShipStation, Pen Chalet, and Squarespace, but of course, thank you for listening. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com, Pen Addict on social media and twitch.tv slash pen addict where Brad streams three times a week. You can find me. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E and go check out cortexbrand.com and sidekicknotepad.com uh, Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>